Hey, one of the things that is probably the most special being a pastor is watching leaders kind of rise up through the ranks and could just serve and grow and minister effectively. And one of the joys that I've had over the uh, past several years of being the pastor at Santa Maria Foursquare is watching a gentleman we affectionately know here at the church as Ken the Baptist. Um, in fact, if you've been here for any length of time and have been water baptized here, it's very possible that Ken Rebhan was the one who not only gave you instruction and did baptism class, but probably also baptized you. And, and, um, but it was a few years ago that in conversation with him, I realized that there was so much more ministry that was like just boiling up with, within his spirit. And I'm like, Ken, what can I do to partner with you? And, and so one of the things that, that Ken did was to go through our four square um, ministerial licensing process, which is pretty extensive. And, and at the end of like a very lengthy time of coaching and study and everything, he actually sat with a panel of three Foursquare pastors for about a three-hour interview and uh, where, you know, he just got uh, tested on all kinds of things. Ken, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? How would you handle it? And you know what? He excelled. Ken is a gift to our church. He is a gift. And not only is a gift, but during COVID, um, I had the special opportunity of doing a wedding uh, for Ken and his beautiful wife, Rosa. Rosa, would you stand up and just like, so everybody can like know who this guy goes with. Rosa, we love you. And just like our church is bilingual, we have a bilingual couple right here on the front row, Ken and Ken Rosa. We love you guys. And uh, I am so excited to introduce to you Pastor Ken Rebham. Ken, come. Love you, buddy. Good morning. As Pastor Tim said, my name is Ken, and I'm here today with my lovely wife, Rosa. By trade, I work at a local medical device manufacturer. And like most people, I love getting gifts, and I love giving gifts. And as you can see uh, by my clothes, I prefer earth tones, okay? <laughs> And just to be clear, blue is an earth tone. There's a blue ocean, the blue bayou. But once on my birthday, I was opening presents, and I got this, I opened the box, and it was the most shiny, colorful shirt that I'd ever seen. I mean, this shirt had more colors than a box of Crayola crayons. And I was gracious, I smiled, I said, thank you. But in my mind, I was thinking, clown shirt. <laughs> I knew this shirt was going to be closet filler with the tags on it until the day it went to the Goodwill. However, that's not the type of gifts I want to talk to you about today. The type of gifts I want to talk to you about today uh, is described in the book of James, where it says, every gift 
from God is good and perfect. God's gifts will always fit you perfectly. God will never give you a clown shirt. (laughs) Unless, of course, you're a clown. (laughs) So in the 260 reading, we've been in uh, the book of Romans for a few weeks. And today, we're going to talk about uh, a passage in Romans uh, chapter 12. So I'm going to be reading verses 4 through 8. In the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another, with each contributing to the others. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts and ministries that are uniquely ours. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, you must activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of giving to meet the need of others, then may you prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. If you have the gift of leadership, then be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. So here's the big idea. God has given us gifts, and he expects us to use them. So let's personalize that. Repeat after me. God has given me gifts. And he expects me to use them. Amen. I'm going to give you three reasons why we are to use the gifts from God. Number one, because using our gifts glorifies God. To glorify God is to mirror his image, which is to love generously as he does. Number two, using our gifts strengthens the body of Christ. We are to use our gifts within the church to build up our brothers and sisters in Christ. And number three, we are to use our gifts wherever we are. At home, at school, in church, at the park, at the grocery store. 
we are to use our gifts, uh, using our gifts extends God's kingdom into new places. You will not fulfill the mission that God has for you unless you activate the gifts that God has for you. So right now, I'd like to invite up uh, Brother Frank. Frank's going to help me out here, help us out. Give Frank a big hand. Going to give you a seat, make sure you're comfortable. Very comfortable. Can I get you anything? Glass of water? No. Glass? You've got that. <laughs> okay. So let's imagine that this is Abel. Everybody say hello to Abel. Abel. And his last name is Christian. That's right. His name is Abel Christian. And God says that you are Abel. But being Abel is not enough. You need to activate the gifts that God has given you. Last week in the courtyard, Abel was sitting with a brother, and he said to the brother, I'm thinking about volunteering for the church. I think I want to serve in this church. And the brother said to him, you? Serve? They don't need you. And so Abel thought, well, maybe they don't need me. Uh, I, I won't serve. Forget about it. Wait right there. We're not done with you yet, Abel. <laughs> In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Apostle Paul gives us a warning. Just as a human body is one, though it has many parts that together form one body, so too is Christ. So if the foot were to, if the foot were to say, since I'm not a hand, I'm not a part of the body. It's forgetting that it is still a vital part of the body. And if the ear were to say, to, to say since I'm not an eye, I'm not really a part of the body, it's forgetting that it is still an important part of the body. This is a warning. This is an example of a person convincing himself or herself that their gifts are not needed in the body of Christ. And in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 21, there's another warning, a second warning. And it says, it would be wrong for the eye to say to the hand, I don't need you. And equally wrong for the head if the head said to the foot, I don't need you. This is, is an example of one person telling another person that their gifts are not needed in the church. So Abel, I encourage you to keep listening to this message and I pray that God speaks to your heart. Okay? Amen. All right, let's give Abel a hand. Now remember the, 
the big idea. God has given us gifts, and he expects us to use them. From the day I was born to 18 years of age, I grew up in the Catholic Church. In all that time, God's gifts for me were never brought to my attention. I, I didn't even know that I had gifts from the Lord. Some of you may have come into this church seeing about half of the people serving, active in their gifts, and you might think, that's great, you know? That's wonderful, half the people or so are serving. But if you're thinking that way, you're missing the point. Without everyone active in their God-given gifts, we will not accomplish all that God has for us. God has so much more for us. You can say amen. It's encouraging. Amen. Thank you. Okay, now we're going to talk about the gifts a little bit more. So, God's marvelous grace imparts to each of us varying gifts and ministries that are uniquely ours. And you'll notice that the gifts are bolded now on the screen. But it's not just a list of gifts that I'm reading to you. It is a list of gifts, and there's seven of them, in this chapter, but it's a list and it's also instructions on what we are supposed to do with these gifts. So if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, you must activate your gift by using the proportion of faith you have to prophesy. If your grace gift is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. So let's leave that slide up there for a minute. Thank you. Um, what I like about, this is uh, one translation that I enjoy. It's the Passion Translation. And what I like about this is it points out that every gift is a grace gift. It's by God's grace. These gifts are not earned. We don't deserve them. They are free gifts from God. And what I like about uh, the gift of teaching in the Passion Translation, it says uh, to be actively teaching and training others. So when someone teaches somebody else, they learn. They know it now. Hopefully they, they've learned it and they've received it in their heart. But when someone teaches and trains somebody else, then that person is trained to teach another. Okay? Okay, moving on. If you have the grace gift of encouragement, then use it often to encourage others. If you have the grace gift of meeting the needs of others, then may you prosper in your generosity without any fanfare. 
If you have the gift of leadership, be passionate about your leadership. And if you have the gift of showing compassion, then flourish in your cheerful display of compassion. And another word for compassion in other translations is kindness. So you may, you may think that this individual is so gifted. They're, they're serving, they're on the prayer team, they volunteer, they have all these gifts. And me, not so much. I'm not that gifted. That's not the truth. The truth is that that individual is gifted. They're just active in their gifts. And this person just has not yet, either not yet discovered their gifts or has discovered them and has not taken the opportunity to start using them. So each one of us is gifted. And I believe these seven gifts... I believe each one of us has all of these gifts, all seven of them, to some extent. I want to share my personal experience with one of these gifts. So prophecy is the first one on the list, so I'll share that with you. When the Lord has given me a prophetic message for someone, what I typically do will be at home, I'll write down what the Lord is speaking for that individual or group, I'll pray about it, I'll write some more, I'll pray about it some more, I'll add Bible verses that come to mind for that individual or that group. And then when I think God has spoken everything he wants to speak to me about that person or that group, I'll type it up. This is sign language for typing it up. And then I give it to that individual or I give it to that group. What is more challenging for me is to give a real-time prophetic message from the Lord to a group of people. So you can imagine how wonderful it is to be standing here in front of you all today. A few months ago, we were in worship, and I asked God for a word for all of you that were at service, and for also you folks online, and God gave me a word. He said, there is healing in the worship. But I didn't give the word that day. I hesitated. And then all of a sudden, the church, the service had moved on, and I missed my window of opportunity. I felt terrible. We were, Rose and I were driving home, and I told her what had happened. And the only thing she said was, that was an important prophetic message. Yeah, I know. All the next week, I felt convicted, not condemned, convicted by the Holy Spirit. And Pastor Tim explained the difference between conviction and condemnation, so you can check that out online. He spoke about that last week. The next Sunday, Rose and I were in the uh, 
Safari Kids Ministry, taking care of the pre-Ks. So we were not in the service. It's a wonderful ministry. We enjoy it very much. Your kids are beautiful. And then it was two weeks later, on a Saturday morning, in my time with the Lord, he showed me something. He led me to a book that Pastor Tim had given me, and the book is titled, Discover Your God-Given Gifts. And this is what I read. The more general meaning of prophecy in the Bible is forth-telling, which means to proclaim the principles of God that are true now and forever. What God showed me, what he told me, was that word that I had missed the window in giving two weeks ago was not just for that time. It wasn't just for that day. That word is for now and forever. I was just, a weight lifted off of me. I was so relieved. I was just, I was so excited. Because I knew the next day was Sunday. (laughs) And that Sunday, the worship in here, it it was on fire. Holy Spirit fire. People were coming to the altar on their knees, worshiping. It was amazing. And the Lord whispered to me, tell them. So I didn't hesitate. I got up and I shared what God had told me. There is healing in the worship. Now a lot of you may have heard or think that prophecy is only foretelling the future. Now it is that Because God does know the future. God knows the beginning to the end, right? But I believe, and in my experience, prophecy is more often giving a, uh, it's called forth-telling, a now prophetic message that the Lord wants you to know. And it's to build up and encourage the body of Christ. Now, two things about that. When we were driving home after that Sunday where I thought I blew it, and I told Rosa what had happened, the Lord could have told me right then and there, don't worry, the message is good now and forever. But he didn't. He waited two weeks, the Saturday before service, to tell me what had happened. Why did he do that? He was teaching me. He was growing me. In Christianese, they say he was pruning me. Now, when you have a plant and you see that it only has a couple of flowers, maybe one or two little pieces of fruit, what do you do? You prune it back with the objective to get that plant to grow fuller and to be more fruitful and to bloom more beautifully. So that plant will become all that you imagined it to be. So the two weeks of pruning was not fun, but I just thank my Heavenly Father for teaching me that and putting me through that. Because the next time the Lord gives me a real-time word to give to you all, I'm going to give it. 
I'm not going to hesitate. And also, activating your gifts is a form of worship. So there is healing in activating your gifts. And I'll give an example of that in a little bit. So how are we to know which gifts God has given us? There are two ways. First, you can take a gifts test to discover the gifts that God has given you. And in the near future, our church will be giving a gifts test. So be on the lookout for that. The second way is to just look for opportunities to serve in the church. Ask the pastors, where, where is help needed? And just start serving anywhere. And your gifts will become apparent. Now, as I said, some gifts will be stronger than others. And by using them, by just getting out there, you will discover what your gifts are through your experiences. And I want to be clear that using our gifts is not the way to salvation. Salvation is a free gift from God. It can't be earned. But using our gifts is the evidence of our salvation. A few weeks ago, Pastor Tim concluded his preaching with this. Resist godless thinking. Reject what has held you back in the past and renew your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are in a spiritual battle and our God-given gifts are our weapons of warfare. Our God-given gifts are tools to build up our church. We need to change the way we think and surrender to the Lord and let him change our hearts in order to activate our gifts. I've heard in this church preached many times by Pastor Tim and others, we learn with our mind, we're transformed when we open our hearts to God, and then we go and exercise our gifts. Head, heart, hands. Discover, develop, deploy. Jesus said, the greatest command is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbors as yourself. Before we leave today, I want to create an opportunity for us. You may have never done this before, but I want to make it so simple that everyone is going to activate a gift. Today, you can do one of two things. You can give, or you can show compassion, kindness to someone. 
Giving can be of your time, your talents, or your treasure. You can give a contribution to the church today, but there's a condition. This giving, whether it's your time, your talents, or your treasure, has to be from your heart. The Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Giving is not forced or out of obligation. God looks at our hearts. I have a personal story about giving. I started to give uh, consistently and generously. And then after a couple of years, I was at work, and my mortgage company called me. They said, hey, she said, hey, we, uh, interest rates are low. Have you thought about refinancing? I said, no, I hadn't. I was busy. I was half listening. But she was persistent. She said, I see your loans here, blah, blah, blah. Do you have a second loan, a second mortgage? I did. I did. I won't go into the details. <laughs> the bottom line is I refinanced. And I saved over $400 a month in interest by refinancing. And remember, the bank called me. It was a God thing. Or you can show kindness to someone. Now I'm imagining someone at home, some guy at home is sitting next to his wife. Or here, somewhere, I started talking about activating our gifts. He leaned over to his wife and he said, look, you show me kindness today, and I'll show you kindness today, and we'll be done with this thing. <laughs> He's not getting it. There is a condition for showing kindness Kindness that you show has to be undeserved and unearned. The Bible says the Lord reigns on the just and the unjust. We're to love our enemies. We're to pray for those who persecute us. Another personal story. Before I met the Lord, I had a neighbor. I didn't like him. He didn't like me. When I'd see him, Basically, I would say, hey, say, hey, or maybe a grunt back and forth. And then the Lord saved me. I started coming to this wonderful church, and I began a prayer list. I prayed for my family. I prayed for my church family, my work family, and my neighbors. And I prayed for them by name. And this guy was on my prayer list. And then something amazing happened. I saw him one day. And when I saw him, this warm feeling of love and compassion came over me for him. I felt the love for him that a father or a mother would feel for their very own child. 
took me by surprise. So what the Lord had done was he freed me from my prison of unforgiveness that I had, that I was walking in. There is healing in the activation of our gifts. So before you leave the room today, decide which gift you're going to activate. Because remember, God has given us gifts and he expects us to use them. So let's pray. Father God, show us which gifts you want us to activate today. Father, reveal to us who we are to show undeserved kindness to today. Father, show us how you want us to cheerfully give today. Thank you for reminding us every day to activate our gifts, Lord, at home, at work, at school, at church, in the park, in the grocery store, wherever we may be, because, Lord, we know that you are always with us, leading us, loving on us, encouraging us, and strengthening, strengthening us to be your son or daughter, to be all that you've created us to be. And everyone said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Ken. Love you, Thank you. Man, that was such a practical, helpful word. And I know that this is one of Ken's like life messages of just understanding the gifts and how we can activate them. Last week in my, in my message, I talked about becoming spiritual activists, right? There's all kinds of activists out there in the world. God wants us to be spiritual activists by taking just the practical nature of this word and, and just reading through that list. Hopefully there was something in there that just kind of leapt in your spirit like, you know, that's a gift that I haven't used. Um, and, I, and I love the practicality as well because those two things he said, I want you to pray to like, which one of these are you gonna do before you, you leave today? Like, God, who might I show kindness to or where do I need to sow a gift? Because he went to that list and he pulled the two easiest things that every single one of you can do, right? Nobody can say, I'm not gifted. Because we can all give and we can all show kindness to someone who needs kindness. So I, wanna, I want us to pause just one further moment. Because I, I don't know if you took seriously that admonition to decide which of those two gifts are you going to activate today? that gift of giving or that gift of kindness. You know, maybe God will speak to, just drop a name into your, into your thinking of someone who needs your kindness. And maybe it's someone you've been out of relationship with. Maybe it's someone in this room, but very likely it could be someone who like maybe is that grumpy neighbor or maybe a family member. You guys have been out of sorts for a while. Maybe it's somebody at work or somebody at school that you really have not gotten on with. And, and maybe God would just drop their mind or, or their name into your mind and just express to you, they're the one. They're the one 
that I want to extend my grace to through you by activating a gift of kindness to that person. What would that look like? Maybe it's a kind word. Maybe it's texting saying, hey, you know what? We haven't gotten together for a while. You know what? Let me. I'd like to buy you coffee. I don't know what it would be in your circumstance, but God, I believe, will show you as you lean into this and say, God, I want to be someone who activates my gifts. Ken told us that like we cannot fulfill our God-given mission unless we activate our gifts that he's given us. They're meant to be used. So Jesus, I just ask that you would speak to us and you would show us, Lord, those in our lives, those around us, Father, that need a touch from you. And that God, that you would tell us specifically who we are to reach out to. So Lord, we just silence our spirits and we just pause for a moment and say, God, would you remind us of who it is that you are leading us to? Just go ahead and ask the Lord. Say, God, would you show me who, who it is that I'm to reach out with that gift of kindness to? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is how God's grace moves forward in our church, in our community. Every place he puts us as we would activate these gifts. Love in action. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, we have a ministry team that's gonna come right up, up front. Today, if you have a need, if you have something that is just kind of pressing in your life, some part of your story that you wanted to invite God into and say, I need an extension of God's grace right here in my story, please don't leave today before you make your way up to one of these awesome individuals and say, hey, would you just pray for me for a moment before I go? Church, are loved. Have a fantastic week. Go activate those gifts. <laughs>